Hello everyone. In today's episode, I'm joined with Caitlin, and and Caitlin has Crohn's disease, and today we're going to be uh, hearing about her journey and her story. Uh, so thank you, Caitlin, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so if you just to start uh, to start with Caitlin, if you could uh, introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, my name's Caitlin. Um, I'm 21 and I've had Crohn's disease for about like five years undiagnosed and then about like nearly two years diagnosed with it. Okay. Um, and like, how would you say like you're doing at the moment with your Crohn's? What was it, saying? How would you say like at the moment, like um, you're, you're doing with your Crohn's, so you doing okay? Um, yeah, I'm doing okay. I started, um, you know, adenomyelitis, like the Angiovita injections, yeah. um, about three months ago. They're not working so far, but fingers crossed, have high hopes <laughs> yeah. they're getting me somewhere. So, yeah, just yeah. pulling through for now, like, but I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Yeah, uh, I, I'm actually on them. I, I, I've been on them quite a while, and they, I think you do have your ups and downs, but, um, yeah, yeah, like. Well, one week it might not be too great, but for me it's okay. But I hope they do they do work for you. No, I have fingers crossed because it's me. Like, um, I'm gonna say like eight or nine months to even get on them. And I was actually supposed to start infliximab, and then like last minute they were just like, no, we're not doing infliximab. We're doing the injections, and I was like, oh no, I'm terrified of needles. <laughs> <laughs> um but I don't know I'm like I took a bit of reaction at the start I started getting like really really bad you know like night sweats like it was terrible like I was like waking up in the middle of the night like thinking I was gonna pass out and everything and I, I was like no I need to off these like it was insane but they were just like no we'll stay on them for now so I think they're giving me till February and then they're going to do another MRI and see how my blood and stuff are and maybe change it. But, you know, I have I've heard really good reports about it, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, loads of people have been saying they're brilliant. And so I'm just hoping, because don't be, I don't really want any more surgery. No. <laughs> I <don't> want <laughs> so. surgery. But, um, no, no but, more. <laughs> but I was actually on Infliximab before. Um, I was... Oh, yeah on this and I was on the fix of a year and had a reaction um the like the night confusion. Um so I went on like like the Humira, which I'm on now and it's working. It's it's been up and downs like um there's been a few like um but like like it like but it's it's been it's been good. I prefer it than going into hospital having injections. Yeah, I know. I think that's what was putting me off. You know, the whole like having to go in and then like for like a certain period of time a day and all. And I was just like, when you're home, you can just do it and it's over in five minutes. You know what I mean? And then that's <laughs> yeah. it. But <laughs> yeah. the hospital, it was the whole. Oh my god! Like half my day is gonna be sitting in a hospital. So I am thankful for it. Like, but just fingers crossed it actually works. And then because it actually, whenever I take the um reaction. I actually had an appointment with my surgeon, like telephone, and he was saying, um, you know, we might need to do more surgery. And I was like, it's a bit early for that jump. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the surgery jump, like. So, um, yeah, 
so no, fingers crossed. But there is loads of medication, so this is the first one I've tried because I was in remission <clears throat> for like nine months till um like January, like just twenty twenty one, and then it took me like nine months to actually get started on medication. So what should I gotta do for those? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I think it's hard to get in remission, isn't it? And then once you get out yeah. of it, it's it's quite annoying because you've made you've been in remission for a while, and then you uh have to try work to get to that back to that place again. Yeah, see, in a way, I was sort of <clears throat> like lucky because I had like undiagnosed Crohn's for like a few years, and then I got really really sick, and obviously they didn't know what was wrong with me and stuff, so. I only found that I had Crohn's because I actually needed like a bar resection, like emergency. So that like put me in the remission. And then I was in remission for like nine months. And then, so now I'm only really starting the treatment. So like people keep saying to me, like, how do you find the treatments? And I'm like, oh, I can't even help you because I've only tried one. And so far it hasn't done anything. But yeah, luckily I haven't like went through loads and loads of medication yet. So yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh... It's, it's quite annoying being on like like medication like we don't I think the aim is not to be on any um at some point yeah yeah hopefully yeah because um I always say to when I see my consultant I say um am I can I go down on this medication because of course it dampens your immune system um mm-hmm. and especially when you're on like drugs like um Humira um Fliximab then kind of drugs do quite make you vulnerable so um yeah uh but i heard that one of my consultants said it if you're on there a few years so say if you're on Himera a few years um you should be uh, able to um like, like not be on see if you can have work without like the medication so um mm-hmm. it, it's uh it's hard to say on the medication for a couple of years but um I think yeah it'd be nice not to be on any medication without any pain I know oh, word it really really is like that's tricky but then I could obviously um I haven't been well so like, I was due to take my injection like last week and obviously I can't take it because I'm not well and literally like the past few days my whole mouth has just been covered in ulcers like but I didn't even realize until I was brushing my teeth and you can just feel, you know, like the pain, obviously, of the toothbrush and they were all bleeding and everything. And it was terrible. Like, I haven't had mouth ulcers like that from I started the medication and now they're just everywhere, like all down my throat and everything. So I'm sitting going, like, if I come off this medication and I just want to be covered in my ulcers all the time, like, it's just terrible. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do, you know, don't you? Yeah. You've got to do what you got to do. Like, um, but I um, like with your with your Crohn's, like um, like how like has it been like hard like uh like getting diagnosed like did that, did that take uh, quite a bit of time? Yeah, so like see, really, like my Crohn's story, it actually sort of starts when I was like eleven. So like, it's really long winded. But like, whenever I was eleven, I had a really really bad first appendix um so I my appendix at first for like four days before I actually went for surgery so I was like quite ill um and then after my first appendix I developed like 
sepsis I developed gangrene like in my terminal ileum part of my bowel like um and then I needed a second operation like two weeks later for a bowel resection but then they like the part of bowel that they resected that time so after that like no one could really gather why my burst appendix was so severe um like I was really ill I think I was in hospital for like nearly two months and like it was really long so after that it was sort of like okay that was whenever I was 11 whenever I was like 15 I started getting like really like looking back now they're like chrome symptoms but at the time I didn't know to know like what it was or anything like my mommy just sort of thought I had IBS because they weren't like really severe but it wasn't like normal so I would have had like bad toilet urgency or like stomach pain and things like that but then whenever I got to like 17 I started like passing blood but I was like really afraid so I wouldn't tell anybody like, I wouldn't tell anyone because I was like because you, you google it and it tells you like it told me everything but Crohn's like I'd never seen Crohn's before when I googled it so yeah. like it just told me these bad things and I was too scared so I just didn't tell anyone um and then I got to I think I was like what 19 and I woke up like I always had stomach pain but it was never like really 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 bad it was just like up there so one day I woke up and it was just like a stomach pain like you just cannot describe and I I was like ever since I was really young I've been like petrified of hospitals so like I would never be like oh I need to go to the hospital but like this morning I woke up me and my boyfriend were actually like staying in a hotel and the next morning I got up and I was like oh my god like I need you need to bring me to the hospital and he was like you're so dramatic like why are you getting up like that I was like no like I'm seriously in so much pain so I ended up going to the hospital and they told me um like I just had like a bad stomach bug or whatever. So I was like, right, okay. And that was like in the July. And then every like two weeks, I was getting like this horrific stomach pain. Like I couldn't move. I was vomiting to like the point that was just like bad. And like, it was awful. But like, I wouldn't go to the hospital because I think I was just like in denial, something wrong. So it got to like December and I woke up one morning and I was in my boyfriend's house and he was like, I was like rocking back and forth. It was like five in the morning and I had been up all night, like just being sick and being sick. Like couldn't move, like it was awful. And I actually said to him, like, I actually feel like like I'm done. Like I, I'm in so much pain. Like and I can't eat. I'm just vomiting. Like I can't drink anything. Like I think I'm gonna die. Like <laughs> he's probably sitting there like, oh my god. But um I, I actually ended up going to the hospital. And then saying like there was definitely something wrong, but at the time they actually diagnosed me with um like um a cyst on my right ovary and like a hydrosophic like a blocked fallopian tube with like filled with like like harmful fluid. So they were treating me for that, and I was like under the surgical team in the hospital who were like gastro doctors as well, and um they were saying like it's definitely not ball like all this because the gynecologist that came and said like you do have these things but there's no way it would be causing this much pain unless the cyst would bust and it hasn't so the gynecologist was saying it's ball and the ball surgeons were saying it was gaining so I was like what's wrong with me so then I like got um discharged and put under like outpatient for gaining so I was seeing gaining like in the meantime and on top of that I was like constantly at A&E like 
it was just getting so bad. Like I was spending literally every day of my life in A&E. Like they wouldn't admit me. The times they did admit me, like they weren't doing anything. Like it got to the point where like I was in a gynae ward in like the Belfast City Hospital. Um, and they were actually going to take me for emergency surgery during the night to remove my right hand ovary and fallopian tube because of the pain I was in. And they ended up not because they gave me like loads of morphine and it knocked me out. So they were like, right, no surgery. Um, they done they actually done an MRI when I was in the city and a bowel surgeon came and told me that I had structures in my bowel. And I was like, what is that? And they were just sort of like, just eat low fiber and they'll go away. Like it's fine. And I was like, right, okay, like whatever. Uh, but then I just kept ending up nanny because the pain just would not subside. And then one of the times I was actually in, I they put like a NG in and I went for like some X-ray where they put like contrast. YouTube was like clipped for the scan. So they just left it clipped and I had like fallen asleep. So whenever I woke up, um, I was like, oh no, I'm going to be sick. But I, I was in like a wee room of my own and I connected to like a drip and party them all. So I like couldn't, I know I had my button, but I couldn't like reach through a door or anything. And I just started vomiting and it was like stone, like stone coming out. Like, I mean, it was everywhere. Like, and I was squealing because I was like, this is not normal. Like, you're not supposed to vomit this. And it was just everywhere. Like, it took them like 20 minutes to even come to my room, like, because someone was hoovering outside <laughs> and they couldn't, like, just wouldn't come. So I was screaming and shouting and they ended up coming and, um, I done like a stool sample and everything and they told me that there was like significant inflammation in the stool sample but they just sent me home and scheduled me for like an MRI for like six weeks from that day and I was like like this was now um like the end of February and I had been I think I was admitted to hospital like eight times and I was in A&E like 15 in the space of like three months and like no one was telling me what was wrong like I lost I think I was like eight and a half stone and I was like seven stone two at this point. This was in like two months. And um, like it was just insane. And then it was just like, you're just constantly like fitting doctors. Like they're telling you nothing's wrong. And you're like, it's not normal for me to be in this pain. Do you know what I mean? Like I, like, I ended up having to drop out of uni. Um, I was going to Queen's doing psychology. I ended up having to leave uni. Like I had to leave my job, like everything because no one was concerned and then on in March they ended up putting me under like a gun like I'd had every scan like I'd had ultrasound x-ray ct scans and mri like everything and I got a ct scan and I actually said to him like this is such a waste of your time like because I've had this scan so many times and everyone just keeps telling me nothing's wrong with me like and then it was that night the surgeon came to me and was like you're really sick and I was like thank you <laughs> <laughs> someone definitely tell me I'm not well and he was like you need surgery like right now but it was like really late at night and he was like because I'd already had previous surgery he was like I don't want to take you in right now because I don't know what I'm getting into so we'll go first thing in the morning and I was like it was such a relief but at the same time it was like oh no I'm going for surgery like but it took it was just the most like it, it was basically like a whole year of me being really ill like and the symptoms were crazy like crazy symptoms like the pain I was in was just awful and no one and like all the symptoms were there for Crohn's like 
mucus, like passing blood, like vomiting stone, like the pain, like I was anemic. Oh, it was just insane. Like, and no one was even recognizing anything. No one mentioned things to me the whole time I was there. So it was all. Yeah, Crohn's is a. Uh, it's it's I, I, like I I didn't hear of like Crohn's before I was diagnosed. So it's it's quite hard getting diagnosed by uh, probably accepting what you have because you don't really know much about it. Um, like I um, I. Yeah. I, like when I found about it, I didn't speak about it too much to my friends or, but I can't, I did because I was at school at the time. So I'd have been in year 11 mm-hmm. at school and it was a horrible time to get diagnosed, get diagnosed whenever exams are going on. So I, um, mm-hmm. I uh, had to catch up and lucky enough teachers didn't understand, understand enough to um, not have to do the work and stuff straight away but it is um like a lot of the symptoms are hard like you've got fatigue yeah. um blood, blood having blood in in the stools it's quite hard at first i think that one um especially the first time um i i remember the first time and thinking what's that in there <laughs> like not 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 mm. the normal and then when i think i was doing okay i i had a little holiday to scotland in um Edinburgh and then I went to the toilet and then there's blood in there I was I wasn't very happy about that but um that happens when you have Crohn's you have all this on that comes with it mm-hmm. it's also like whenever I I was in remission obviously till January and then I came out of remission and I think it was like June or something but I hadn't had blood on my stone from like before my surgery so I was like, right, if I get blood on my stone, that's when I know it's definitely there. Like, I just wouldn't believe that I wasn't out of remission or I wasn't still in remission yet, even though I had, like, so many symptoms again. But one day I went to the toilet and there was blood and I literally was like, no. <laughs> I, like, ran down to my mummy and I was like, no. Like, I was crying and she was like, okay, I'm like, it's okay. And I was like, no, it isn't. Like, this isn't what I want. <laughs> it's awful. Like, I think it's just like when... Like, you know you have something, but then it's like one wee thing happens and it just reminds you that it's real, even though it's always real. But you're like, like, if I get a mouth buster, sometimes I'll be like, oh, it's because I ate something that's maybe burnt my mouth, even though I know fine rightly it's just the crumbs. <laughs> you know, I just always try and make excuses until something happens where you just can't. No, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They come into terms just no one really, like, understands. Like, and... Like I never, I would never like blame someone for not understanding Crohn's because it is such a, it's not talking about enough. If you don't have it, you're not just going to start reading about it or like start becoming really invested in it because it doesn't affect you, you know? So like, if like I just love, like I love posting things on my, and like I'll always post things on my Instagram. Like I am quite open with my Crohn's because like I have it from, for the rest of my life. Do you know what I mean? What's the point in like just being afraid to talk about it so like and I love whenever people who like don't have Crohn's will text me and be like like I love reading your stuff and all and like it's really made me realize what it is and I'm just like it's just what I want like it just sometimes I get so angry because I'm like people just don't get enough recognition with Crohn's like people don't understand like it causes so many other problems and just going through the toilet it's like you get sore heads you get brain fog you get sore eyes you can have bloating like vomiting like 
sore joints, sore back, like so many other things that don't even involve runs in the toilet. And it's like, people don't even get that. Like some people just think that IBS and Crohn's is like the same, except with Crohn's, you maybe just are a little more pain. But like Crohn's just brings like loads more symptoms, if you know what I mean. Like it just affects you differently that people just don't get and just makes me angry because yeah. I don't know I just feel sorry for people as well who like are maybe out there not knowing what's wrong with them and like the doctor isn't taking them seriously or not diagnosing them and oh, I just get all worried and all about yeah. it. I, I completely understand what you mean and and I agree with um like with the IBS and IBD it is quite annoying when when people think it's the same um and mm. it, and it's completely different like um, IBD and most likely to have surgery um, in your life um, um, mm-hmm. and with IBS it's more of, of like it's not you don't I think you, you don't have surgery really or anything like that and it's um, although both are not nice like, don't get me wrong IBS mm-hmm. isn't friendly but um, if you would have to choose you'd probably put IBS over IBD because um, you're not as you, it's more of probably treatable than IBD. Yeah, like not invalidating anyone who has IBS, but it's just like, I think sometimes I just get defensive because I'm like, I don't feel like people with IBS. I'm like, if you think you're bad, like imagine how I feel when my Crohn's affects my legs and all and my eyes and my back. And like, and this is like every day I would have these problems, like and nothing takes my pain away. And, and some people say, but you have treatment. And I'm like, but my treatment isn't even working. <laughs> Do you know, so it's not really fair to say either. But it's just like, I think I just get defensive because I'm like, my Crohn's has nearly killed me twice. Like, I've literally nearly died twice because of my Crohn's. Like, I don't think IBS is ever going to kill you. Do you know? Mm. So I don't know. But I just feel like more people just need to be, like, educated on it and, like, if it, if it if I had to do it I would do it <laughs> to everyone because <laughs> yeah. like everyone just it's not even that like it's so common nowadays too like it is so common like how many people I even know who have Crohn's now it's just insane like it's crazy yeah it is crazy like n- n- normally when you maybe speak to a friend they'll say I, I know someone that has Crohn's and and then so it's more noticeable now like you get um Maybe some celebrities that are coming out and talking about it now. I think you have um, Amy yeah. from Trittley, um, mm-hmm. which is it's great. It's, it's great for the people that who feel like they can't speak about it because they're a bit embarrassed about it. So um, it's mm-hmm. when we have these people like ourselves, and our people that speak about Crohn's and, and their journeys, it helps others, which is great. And it just helps other people that don't understand about it. A little to help them understand a little mm. bit, yeah. That's which uh, it's what we want. I know. I educate everybody, like everyone, even on TikTok now. I be leaving my comments on under all the videos. <laughs> you only see my name, I swear. I have to. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. I think. It's, it's, I think it's, it's nice when you raise awareness it's kind of a hobby like I, I found it as a hobby more, more now than because uh, you're learning as well when you speak about your journey and hope and then then you find lots of other people that have Crohn's and 
IBD as well. Yeah, like even um, like last year, I was older when I was 11, I might have needed a stomach bag after my bother section. So like from then, it's just always frightened me because I've obviously been told at 11, like you don't see it for what it is. You just see it for what it looks like, you know, and how different you're going to be. So it's just always like been a thing in the back of my head. Like if anything's ever wrong with my bowel again, I'm going to need a stomach because I just wasn't like educated until after my surgery about it. So like whenever I got told um, the night before my surgery that it was sort of looking like I would need one because um, of how badly damaged the bowel looked on the scan, like I just fell the pieces because I was like no like this can't happen did I ever get on like that and it was literally purely just because no one spoke about them like I didn't see it on social media like no one ever talked about what a stoma bag was or like anything it was always sort of like a taboo thing to me because like I didn't know anyone with it or like do you know what I mean so where like I started Obviously, being diagnosed with Crohn's, I started following people with Crohn's and majority afraid of that. Like, why did I have this thing in my head that it was going to make me so different? Like, it obviously makes you different, but like, barely, do you know what I mean? And like, it's literally, if I hadn't needed it back then, it was going to save my life. And do you know what? At some point in my life, it might save my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, I might need surgery down the line where I'm going to get one. And like, I'm completely fine with that now. But it's just like I knew in my head I was like well I felt like that last year so think of the many people out there who've never even been faced with a summer bag have that perception of it that it's so bad and like like some people like if you read some comments and stuff on TikTok they're like it's vile and disgusting and I just sit there and I'm full of rage and I'm like oh I need to say something because <laughs> like I'm on explode and my boyfriend's like killing and I'm like no like I need to tell this person like how insensitive that is like and it's just such not a big deal like it's just I don't know whether like it's just so normal to me so I'm like like I know so many people now with one that I'm like it's insane I'm like how some people sit out there and think that this is so weird or like there's just nothing weird about it like it just blows my mind like how insensitive some people can be and I just think it's crazy that like for summer bags for me to even just know so many people just on social media with one why they're just not normalized and talked about so much more like do you know what I mean I just think it's awful like just say people just aren't into so many things that are just so normal like it's just crazy yeah yeah it it is crazy like it's um because because like like when you're out and like, like it's, I think it's all about appearance, isn't it? Like with having an mm-hmm. IBD, uh, like if you don't look ill to someone, they'll like if say you're going to use the stable toilet, you come out and then you get you get a stare maybe. Um, like they think like because you can walk, um, you're not disabled. Um, but um, like I think mm-hmm. that, that nowadays that's getting more better with that. Like um. If someone stares at me, I'll say to them, uh, like, I can, I can, can use this loo. Uh, I've got as much mm-hmm. as right as her. I've got much as right as you to use it. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, like, in the past, actually, um, because I've needed to use the toilet in um, 
in a restaurant, but apparently they couldn't allow me to go because it was only staff only. And then I, I said to them, I've got Crohn's, can I go to the toilet? Um, and they said, yes, uh, when I said that, and I, I had have my, just I you can't wait card if you need to go. So I showed it to them and then they mm. let me through. So um, it's just, it does go on appearance quite a lot, Crohn's, which is unfortunate, but um, unless we speak about these things, it's not going to come across. Yeah, well, I sort of, uh, like, I went to a concert in August. Um, it was the Fela, it was, like, in Belfast, and it's, like, an outdoor thing, so it's, like, there's loads of people there, but I had my campmate cart with me because, like, obviously, if you've ever been to, like, like toilets or, you know, like, you're drinking and stuff, like, you need to go to the toilet, so I was, like, I can't wait in them too. So there's like a disabled toilet. But like people who I don't mean need the disabled toilet, but like because the other ones were taken, people were like for that one. Do you know what I mean? So because the toilets were found, you know, and people needed to go to the toilet. But I was like really needing to go. So I like went there was like a security guard on the disabled toilet door. I see sure anyone like with a can't wait car because it was disabled. So I like went up to the top and I was like, can I use the bathroom after? Like the queues were so long. And he was like, yeah, no problem. Like he was really lovely about it. And he was like, yeah, like just stand here. And when the person comes out, you can go in. And I was like, right, okay. And like there was loads of girls in the queue and they were like all being so horrible, like to me and my sister. Like, and um, they were like, why are you getting to go to the toilet before me and all? And I was like, I have Crohn's. Like, what else am I supposed to say? I was like, I have Crohn's. And they were like, everyone has Crohn's. You know, as if, like, I was lying. And I was like, I literally have a card for any of it. Like, I have Crohn's. But, like, like, like wasn't getting in the argument. I was just sort of, like, turning around. And they were just being torn up. And, like, every time I was going to the toilet, I only went, like, three times, to be honest, the whole night. But, like, the three times I did go, like, it was awful. Like they were all just making me feel so horrible. Like for needing to go, I was fuming. Like one of the times I actually felt like crying. Like I came back out and like went over to my boyfriend and was like, that was awful. Like I'm not using the toilet again. Like it was just the things they were saying, you know, like being like, oh, she thinks she can just like come to the top of the queue and get into the toilet and all with her car. And I was like, like, that's so horrible. Why did you say that? as if I'm um, it was just awful like it was so bad sound about it they were really lovely like but I was like this is terrible like it was just horrible and I was like I would never make someone feel like that like for just for needing to go to the toilet like I'm only one extra person in front of them do you know what I mean like it was awful like it was so bad yeah it's not it's not nice getting accused of lying like I wouldn't have been happy as well with like someone would accuse you of lying about mm. saying what you have, which, which is awful. Like, it's not, it's, it's not nice. It's getting accused of lying when you're not, and you just <laughs> shove that card in their face. I would. I know. I was. It just makes you feel really out of place. Things. It was like she was like, oh, everyone has Crohn's, and I was like, 
no, they really don't. <laughs> I was like, you forgot. Do you want my ID to go with that? Like, honestly, it just makes you feel out of place. But then again, that's just people that, like, understand. Because, like, I was saying, like, if someone came up with a condition they were maybe more familiar with, they probably just would have been, like, right, okay. But, like, you know, they probably just don't, un- like, they probably just didn't understand really what Crohn's was or why I needed to go to the toilet. I don't know. But... Yeah. Yeah, I just sort of think things out like that to people just not really knowing what they're talking about because I don't want to help them if anyone's that horrible. Like. Yeah, yeah. I think if everyone had crimes, um, like we've all we've all understand, so we could talk to anyone about it. <laughs> so, um, like if if everyone had crimes, that guy that you spoke to, he he would have had it then. <laughs> So, yeah, if he claims everyone's got crying, so he has it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's. But I should have said, "Well, where's your card? <laughs> if everyone has crowns, where's all your cards?" <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be in the chair. No, he, he probably wouldn't know what crowns was if you asked him. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah. I, okay. Yeah, unfortunately, we go through these not very good experiences. But um, if we uh, mm. we stand up for ourselves, that they look silly and we don't. <laughs> I know. I think I just am at that point now, but where I just like don't care. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like I don't really care. Like at the beginning, I would have been like embarrassed, like. If I was like in somebody's house and I needed to use the bathroom, it would have been like, oh my god, like what am I gonna do? Or like, I would ask like in a shop to use my card and stuff because I would have been like, why? But now I'm just like in a car. Like if I need to use your bathroom, like I need to use your bathroom, and if I'm gonna take a half an hour, I'm gonna take a half an hour. You may just wait. Like, <laughs> like you can't do anything about it. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. I feel like I'm just really comfortable with it now. Like no matter what, I'm just like you know if someone else doesn't like it then or like if we sometimes me and my boyfriend had been you know like out somewhere with our friends and then all of a sudden I would need to go to Florida and I always would have felt like it was such inconvenience to everybody because I would have had to go and stay in the toilet or if I wasn't near one like I would have had to drive home or you know like just something really like that and I would have just felt so bad and now I'm just like oh I need to go to toilet but like it's weird on me, like, <laughs> like I just don't try. But I think it's just like making sure, like, just getting to that stage where you're like comfortable with it and you're not embarrassed and yeah. you just don't care. Like everything I even post on social media now, I'm just like, I don't even care. Like it's real. It's all real. You know, it's things that happen. So like, why should I be afraid or be embarrassed to talk about it? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's millions of other people out there who, whatever. So, if I could speak for a thousand people, like, I would. Yeah. yeah if other people didn't want to do it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's good that, like, you're able to speak about it because it's a, uh, like, I think the hardest part is the diagnosis. And then once that's out of the way, you uh, learn about it a bit yourself and then you decide to talk about it to different people. And, like, um, to tell people how it is if they uh they don't care about it or like um they're not focused but 
that's the thing is like you're mm -hmm. like raising awareness for something that you're passionate about yeah no I really am like I'm just I'm so passionate about it sometimes but like I get myself in the state like even like the other week I can't even remember what it was it sort of like triggered it I don't even I can't remember but I just one day just felt so angry that like people out there were suffering and like I couldn't do anything about it and like they weren't being listened to or they were in pain and like no one was running the proper tests and like you do have like Crohn's or colitis or whatever and I just got so angry like I actually wrote like emails to like MPs in Belfast and all like and I was like, <laughs> like more awareness needs to be spread on this but like I really meant it because it's just something you just don't see like even like there's so many things like in Belfast they'll like raise money for and like even like the Crohn's and colitis UK like the you know the marathon and stuff like um, like we don't have any of that in Belfast. Like all the events for like Crohn's and Colitis UK are always like over, you know, like London or things like that. And like in Belfast, like we don't have anything. And I'm just like, why? Like give us something, do you know? Like just give me something. So like I've been writing to everybody, like trying to get something going for like fundraising and stuff in Belfast because there's just isn't none, like at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully you do get some stuff in Belfast, because um, I'm a, yeah. I won't stop until I get it. <laughs> I won't stop. You, you tell them. You tell them. Right, I'll become the next MP <laughs> just to do yeah. it. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you can tell you can tell them all what you want. <laughs> and, uh, I'll be setting it in stone. It'll be I'll be in stone it all down like don't care about anything else it's just this is what we're doing about crones and that's it yeah <laughs> it needs to be done yeah well um it's been great like speaking to you um caitlin um it's been like nice hearing about your story like your journey with crones and like um like how how, how you like to talk about it and, and raise awareness mm, i know it's been so nice being on thank you for having yeah, yeah, and I hope hopefully the uh, like Hemira works. Like, I fingers crossed. I know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> We're not after anything, so. <laughs> you have to let me know how, how, how you do, like how it gets on, like with your yeah. Hemira. Well, um, well, for, for, thank you again, and it's, it's been a really nice chatting to you. Thank you.